Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. You're listening to The Insomnia Fix. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Before I get into talking all about napping today, I want to tell you a quick story about one of my clients who I've been working with for a few months. And she was going nights in a row without sleep before we started working together. And she recently wrote me, I'm so happy to be feeling better. When I do have a shorter night of sleep, I don't feel like I'm going to die. And I usually catch up the next night. That is a huge difference. And She says, as far as sleep goes, it definitely hasn't been perfect, but most of that has been circumstantial. So she's noticed that when she had um, some, some issues with her liver that we've been working on, and so she's noticed that every time she drinks alcohol, she doesn't sleep that night. But how powerful is it to be able to make that connection, to know exactly what affects your sleep and what doesn't? So I love hearing her story. All right, now let's talk about napping because I believe that you can nap. You are allowed to nap and you can do that without ruining your sleep. I know that most sleep advice out there for people who struggle to sleep is not to nap because it can lower that that sleep pressure that builds up during the day. But I found if you do it at the right time and in the right way that Um, Some people even sleep better at night when they are able to nap during the day. So it does depend on the person and this might, you know, take experimenting with you, but you might be one of those people who does sleep better if you can take a nap. And really, I mean, many cultures take a break after lunch for a nap and it makes a lot of sense to nap them because we have this natural dip in our circadian rhythm at that time. Now, eating lots of carbohydrates for lunch can magnify that drowsiness, and that's why we crave a cup of coffee or a sweet treat mid-afternoon, but what your body really wants is a nap. (laughs) And there are really so many benefits to napping that have been studied. It can restore alertness, enhance performance, reduce mistakes and accidents, improve your mood, retain more information, recover better from burnout. So many more. And there are lots of famous nappers, including Winston Churchill, JFK, Ronald Reagan, Napoleon, Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and George W. Bush. Now, some of these people may have been pretty sleep deprived in general, but they were known for taking naps. So let's talk about how to nap. If you don't sleep well at night, then I recommend a power nap during the day. It's a quick 20 minute nap. So during the power nap, you'll fall into the first two stages of sleep, but you won't have enough time to enter stage three or that deep sleep. And so you actually want to give yourself about 30 minutes for this nap because it usually takes 10 or so minutes to actually fall asleep. So this is perfect after lunch in the middle of your workday when you need to focus for the rest of the afternoon. I also want you to know that it's okay if you don't fall asleep. The purpose of a nap actually isn't to fall asleep. The purpose is to rest and resting is going to lower your cortisol, which is already high if you didn't sleep all the night before. So that's why it can really help if you aren't sleeping well. And it gives your brain and your body a break. 
Now, there are times when it makes sense to take a longer nap. Say you purposely slept less than usual from traveling or work. And so this restorative nap would be longer, 60 to 90 minutes, and you will enter deep sleep and all the sleep stages during that nap. But you want to make sure to give yourself time to wake up naturally, because if you don't, if you set an alarm and it interrupts your sleep cycle, then you're going to wake up groggy and disoriented. Now, I don't recommend taking a long nap if you have chronic insomnia, because that longer nap can interfere with your sleep at night. So here are some napping tips. You want to time your nap for at least four to five hours before bedtime to make sure you can still sleep at night. I would say, yes, at least that amount. So let's say you're going to bed at 10. I mean, I would recommend a 1 or 2 p.m. nap. If you take it more like 4 or 5 p.m., that is actually going to be too late in the day. You also want to set an alarm for 30 minutes so you don't fall into that deep sleep and then wake up feeling really dazed. And you want to make sure you're napping at that right time. So yeah, early afternoon around 2 p.m. is when that natural circadian rhythm dip happens for more people, for most people. Now that's assuming that you're on a 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. sleep schedule. If yours is later or earlier, then that ideal nap time is going to be a little bit later or earlier. You want to avoid sugar and caffeine before the nap because that will keep you from being able to nap. And remember, it's okay if you don't fall asleep. So most people who say they can't nap are trying at the wrong time of day, or they're consuming too much sugar and caffeine that's preventing them from falling asleep. Or you know, not being able to fall asleep for a nap is another sign that your body isn't functioning correctly and it's not letting you sleep. Like you're probably caught in that fight or flight stress response. And so your body isn't able to relax and sleep. Now, it may take a little bit of experimenting to figure out how napping works best for you. So when I had insomnia after having my son, I became a great napper. I could easily take a short nap in the early afternoon while my son was napping and wake up naturally after about 30 minutes and feel so much better, so rejuvenated. And sometimes I would think I didn't fall asleep, but then there would be drool on my pillow. So I knew that I did. Now, you don't want to constantly try to make up for not sleeping well by taking naps. So if you aren't sleeping well, then you do want to address that. And that is something I can help with. We can get to the bottom of why you can't sleep and I'll give you a plan to fix it. So feel free to book a call with me if you want to talk more about your sleep and how I can help. All right, I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to The Insomnia Fix with Martha Lewis. Be sure to follow and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know more about why you can't sleep, go to my website, thecompletesleepsolution.com and download the What's Causing Your Insomnia checklist. You're also welcome to join my community on Facebook, Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults. Until next time, I'm wishing you a good night's sleep.